All right, good evening. Um, it's your boy Rashad Little Candy Yams Kickback. Um, right now, I'm so excited to be sitting across from one of my people, my 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 homegirls, my homie, homie. I can't say lover friend because we never don't you know, say lover friend. Yeah, but I, I just want to you know say this first. Welcome to the Cancer Killers Podcast for Candy Yams Kickback. I'm so excited again. It's your boy Rashad Little, and we are talking about our breast cancer awareness event in partnership with Paint the Town Pink going down. September 25th at the Winston Junction Market, um, and I'm getting ready to introduce y'all to my first guest, um, or the best guest, I would say. Um, no, nah, I can't say that. DeVore, you the best guest, too. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble before, we even, before yes. we even get started, but I'm so excited, y'all. I'm going to do a brief introduction, and I'm going to let you go. Okay. So, me and me and this young lady met, what, 10, 15 years ago on the the illustrious campus of Winston Southern State University. Shout out to those Rams. And... When I tell you we had some of the most epic conversations, um, epic. just epic conversations about life in general, and um, I really, really uh, view her as one of my dearest friends and um, really one of my big sisters, man. To be, to be honest, and um, I just uh, when when she, uh, you know, made her campaign to say this is what she's doing and how she's living her life, I think that uh, I was affected by it because it's just, you know, you just never think that, you know, being this young, that, you know, anything like this would ever happen to you because you're just thinking about living your life. And, and I, for you know, just for context, we wish you the longest life Thank in the you. world. But um, I'm going to let the people uh, hear you, and uh, I, want them, I want you to tell them who you are. So go ahead. Well, my name is Tanisha Gist. I am a stage three breast cancer survivor. Um, I am... Also, part of the movement, Nisha Strong, um, I'm out here promoting awareness for breast cancer. Um, just a Winston-Salem native who's out here trying to make a difference in the world. And yes, you are a dear friend to me. Um, homie, not lover, but homie in love. We definitely talked about a lot of love. Right <laughs> uh, now I'm going breast. Yeah, we talked a lot about that. But you know what? It, it brought us very close and I'm definitely very appreciative to have you as one of my huge supporters um for sure it's been crazy having this cancer but you always make sure you reach out to me to give me some encouragement you always let me know you're following my journey in some mm -hmm. kind of way and so it's definitely an honor to be sitting here with you to discuss this very important topic so thank, thank you so for much sure. for having me so um we are here Cancer Killers Podcast, man. We out here promoting this event for breast cancer awareness. And I think um, I think I will reveal for the first time, like, why this, you know, really hit home for me. Because um, a lot of times, you know, again, you know, when you're 18, 19, 20 years old, you're not thinking that your life is suddenly going to be affected by something like this. And so, um, again, my name's Rashad Little with Candy Amps Kickback. And what I am promoting is Her Only Choice, mm -hmm. uh, a film uh, that you may have heard of, but it's a film about a, a young woman that was struggling to get pregnant, her and her husband, and uh, she finally got pregnant, but she was hit with the news that she also had breast cancer. And so she had to figure out, you know, at that moment, you know, what she was going to do because obviously having cancer and having, you know, bringing a baby into this world, bringing a, bringing a baby in general is life-threatening, but adding cancer to the mix is also that. But then I thought about, well, let me, I need to put, you know, put, put forth, you know, put people in front or put people in front of people that are actual survivors, right? Um, so I, I was like, man, we got to get some real cancer killers out here, man. <laughs> and so um, we're, I'm gonna I'm going to situate this podcast to talk about the event, but I also want you I'm gonna go through some questions and we're gonna talk about like 
you know, where you are now versus where you were before and when you found out your news and all that sort of thing. But I just really want you to um, just enlighten the people about, like, just bringing that awareness and what your life, the Nisha Strong brand, is all about and all of that. So we good? Got you. you I ready? look forward to it. I'm ready. Okay, cool. So can we talk about just briefly the moment that you found out that you had cancer and what was kind of going through your mind? Because in the film, when she found out, she was obviously upset and uh, she had to figure out a lot of different things. And so I just really want to um, uh, talk about that moment when you found out. And is it okay if I ask you that? Sure. That's yeah. that's, that's cool. Um, so, yeah, I was diagnosed um, in March 2018, um, stage 3 breast cancer. Um, when I went to my appointment... Um, and this is the appointment to get my re results. I was nervous through the ultrasound and the biopsy. The ultrasound, it automatically told me that something was wrong because of how the nurses were talking to each other. Mm -hmm. I couldn't see anything. Mm -hmm. But just by them, they were like, oh, do you see this? Or, you know, and it extremely, you know, it, it was extremely frustrating because I couldn't see. And then, like, at the end of my appointment, like, all of the doctors and stuff were still there. So mm -hmm. it just kind of let me know that there was something else going on or whatever. So, mm -hmm. um of course, you know, I'm big on social media. So I went right. to social media to let people know, you know, hey, pray for me, pray for me, pray for me. So I wasn't really worried from a social media perspective because everybody let me know it's not going to be anything. You know, I'm at work. I'm like, everybody everybody at work is like, just pray about it. God's not going to let you have cancer, you know. Um, so the day that I go, I told my parent, I told my mom and my grandmother that my results were the next day because I didn't want anybody to go with me and ruin my mood or, you know, just put me in a place that I didn't want to be. Mm -hmm. So I was going to go by myself. My friend from Durham, she just happened to call me and she's like, hey, what you doing? I'm like, I'm going to get my results. She's like, no, we coming with you, you know. So her, mm -hmm. her husband rushed down to come with me or whatever. And then um, I have um, I have a cleaning business and the head of um, the wife of the head of the business, she's an oncologist. Mm -hmm. And so she's been my friend for a very long time. So she came mm -hmm. with me as well. So we're in the um, we're in the room, and first she tells me that um, the two lumps that I had were neg that were negative. She told me about that. So I'm sitting here relieved, you know, like, oh God, thank you, nothing's wrong. And then she says, but the last two lumps that we found tested positive for stage three breast cancer. Mm -hmm. So I don't. I paused because I didn't know. I didn't believe what I was hearing. Mm -hmm. um, Immediately, I heard the doctor next to me, my friend, I heard her say, she's too young. You know, mm -hmm. I heard her say that, and my friend next to me just cried. You know, mm -hmm. so I didn't, I didn't have, I didn't have a thought in my head. I didn't know what to think. Mm -hmm. It's, I had to pause before I even cried, you know, because mm -hmm. I was like, how do I think? I didn't know what to think because I didn't know how to think. I didn't know how do you think positive through this? How do you think negative through, through mm -hmm. this? Do you feel sorry for yourself through this? It all just went back to my dad when he told me he had cancer. Mm -hmm. You know, so it wasn't like it was an out-of-body experience. I didn't feel anything inside of myself, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and they have you sit. It's crazy because when they diagnose you, they make you sit in a room for like two hours while they make appointments <laughs> for you to follow up with doctors. And I'm like, how devastating is that? You, I just got the worst news of my life and you're making me sit here while you plan appointments. Mm -hmm. So when I came out of the 
um, when I came out of the room, it was already after five o'clock. Mm-hmm. So it was time for the nurses to go home. And I had a couple friends who were nurses there. So when I came out of the room, they had obviously known what was going on because they were all sitting in there crying. Mm-hmm. And so I went to the bathroom and I just dropped, you know, I, I just, I dropped. But the first thing I could think of is just call my family and tell them, you mm-hmm. know, because everybody was waiting, you know, to see what was going on. And I just said, call my family and tell them. And I know it sounds crazy, but the only thing really that was on my mind was just, you got to stay positive. Because when my dad was going through it, the first, I looked up how to keep people happy going through cancer. And they told me, tell jokes all the time. Mm. So like sometimes my dad wouldn't even respond and I'd be telling him jokes, you know? So that was my first thing. It was like, Nisha, you can't get down. Mm. And it, it honestly took me back to a relationship. It was like, Misha, if you get down, like you would get depressed about these guys who you're going through, you're going to stay there. Mm-hmm. So it just, I, I just wanted to, to do everything to not get down lose about that, it. Yeah, yeah. lose I, that faith and spirit and exactly yeah, umph that you have, like that we all know you for. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I was, I was pretty, I was angry because the December before I was diagnosed, I went to my primary care doctor, and he's now passed away at 34. Oh wow! Just unexpectedly died. Mm. And he told me that my lump was nothing when I went to get it checked out. So, hold on. So, all right. So, would you <laughs> would you encourage women to go and see female practitioners or male practitioners because of that? I don't say male or female. I just say push further. If they don't, if like my doctor told me that it was nothing, but I also I still asked him for a referral. Mm-hmm. Just in case, because I, I I have Crohn's as well. So I was having a lot of issues getting mm-hmm. off work because I was sick all the time. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, hey, can you give me a referral so I won't have to get off work anymore? And if I need to go, you know, if it gets worse or anything, I can go and see about it myself. Sure. And Because he didn't put it as anything to worry about. Sure. He was just like, you know, you have, you know, you knew I had large breasts. So mm-hmm. he's like, you have large breasts. This is black women's breasts. They're dense and all of that. That look is so funny on your face. <laughs> But yeah, so it was just like, you know, I didn't, because he didn't tell me when I, like when I got diagnosed in March, they said, here, you got breast cancer, this is what you need to do, da, 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 When I went to the hospital for a headache, the man told me, yes, you need to have this looked at right away. He Mm -hmm. sent me right away. Mm -hmm. So just the urgency in when I was diagnosed versus when he told me it was nothing, you know, Mm -hmm. so it's just like, but I don't, I do, it doesn't matter male or female, but I do urge them if there is something, don't listen to that first thought of it's nothing to worry about. Mm-hmm. Go further. If you have to get an ultrasound mm-hmm. or bi- get it biopsy, I would just go further. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't take that it's nothing to worry about unless they actually stuck a needle and see it's benign or whatever, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's not really a male or female thing because actually in this that I'm going through, I've noticed men to be more compassionate and they want to know more about, you know, how to help with mm-hmm. it. You know, as far as women... You know, they they think we're all women and everybody goes through the same thing the sure. same way. And, you know, they, you know, so, yeah, I would definitely just say dig dig deeper. Dig deeper. Yeah. So let me ask this. So, and I and I kind of jumped the gun a little bit, but, like, were you starting to feel symptoms or were, you know, were you just going for a regular, you know, checkup when this first happened? Like, were you feeling, like, any different? You, you know, you just mentioned that you had Crohn's disease or whatnot, but... Are you were you feeling any different than you would on it on any other week or day or whatnot uh, before before you went in and he said that it was nothing? 
Or you uh, just no. going in for a regular like checkup? Yeah, but I just felt the lump. And like I said, oh, okay. when I was cleaning the building, I had the conversation with my doctor friend. And I was like, feel this. You know, she even felt it. And she was like, oh, it's nothing to worry about mm-hmm. or whatever. And so she was like, but I would still go to the doctor or whatever. So it, which is what led me to still go to the doctor. Mm-hmm. And when he said, hey, it's nothing to worry about. That's two doctors telling me it's nothing to worry so about. So, of course, you was just like, all right, we Gucci. Yeah, right. We good. Exactly. Right. I just still asked mm-hmm. for the referral, though, mm-hmm. which... I encourage people um, who apply for insurance. That backfired on me because I had a renter's policy. I had disability through my renter's policy insurance that I didn't know about. Mm. But when it came to me, I tried to get that back disability. And it started in March when I was diagnosed. That's when I moved into my apartment and got the renter's insurance. Mm -hmm. Because my doctor, who's now deceased and can't argue anything with me, because he didn't put in those records... She asked for this referral. I didn't tell her to get this referral. It now looks like I had a pre-existing condition, and it looks like my doctor told me to go and get a mammogram. So that money that they owe me, I wasn't able to get it whatsoever because documentation. This doctors don't understand how important it is, you know, Mm -hmm. for a person who has to file for disability, a person who has to file for assistance, because. These people who you can, you can't remember every person's case. Mm-hmm. So when these lawyers and stuff look through your file, they need everything to be there. as thorough as it can be mm-hmm. because it's somebody's life here. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's all right. So bet. So the first yeah. thing we got is go a little <laughs> deeper. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Right. If you if you even feel anything that's abnormal or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then the second thing is make sure that they document that entire process as well document. and thoroughly document. Don't just doc, don't just write it down. Like literally write it down word for word verbatim so yes. that in the in the event that you do have to file a disability or whatever have you, mm-hmm. you're able to do that. Exactly. Okay, bet. Exactly. Bet. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's one tidbit right there. Yeah, that's okay. a lot, you know. Cool. <laughs> so the, we're going to move to our second question real quick. Okay. Um, but... Uh, Socially, I wanted to ask that. Um, how how did your life change socially? You know, right after you told your family, um, talk to us a little bit about how you now wanted to like govern yourself. Like, when did the whole Nisha Strong brand kind of come along? Because I know that you had to you know settle with it really quick. Mm-hmm. But then you know, if anybody knows Nisha, is 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 once you get moving with something, it's a wrap. Like you make your mind up, it's a wrap. It's going to yeah. get done. So can you talk a little bit about like socially how your life you know kind of catapulted and you know went off into this different direction yeah well um i start i have good well i had good friends in the mm-hmm. beginning um friends that i grew up with friends that were like hey we got this we got this we got this you don't have anything to worry about um denisha strong came in when it came in before i was even diagnosed mm-hmm. when i was preparing for this mm-hmm. so many people like posted like i'm praying for you And it was like, I just thought it was going to be, that's it, you know. But when I got cancer, even more people came. But they didn't only say, Nisha, I'm praying for you. Like, my inbox was flooded with, like, what can I do for you? You know, like, how can I help you? You know, it was just crazy because I never thought people would help me out. It's crazy. Like, it's people I didn't even know. Like, and they just, it was just so much love and I didn't think of me in the beginning. I was like, I wish my dad would have had all the support when he was going through this because he really, I really think he would have made it, you know. Um, and so it was just my gratitude. Like when I when my friend had to start the GoFundMe, it was just like, 
it wasn't even up for five minutes before somebody was sending some money. And that just showed me, like, I can be arrogant sometimes, but it really showed me that God thinks I'm special. Mm-hmm. Like, I see so many people ask for people to help them through GoFundMe and stuff, and nobody gets help, mm-hmm. you know? And so it was just like, yo, I got to keep this going for the next person who gets cancer, you know, or the next person who gets sick or just anybody who may need bill Mm -hmm. money or Mm -hmm. anything. I just wanted to keep it going because I was like, the support that y'all show me, we could all show it to to each other, you know what I'm saying, like this or whatever. So it's just, it started from support. Like, it, it, it really did. And... I went through so much when I got diagnosed as far as filling out paper, uh, paperwork, as far as getting assistance, as far as knowing where I'm going to live, as far as knowing, you know, what treatments I'm going to have. So mm-hmm. it was just like, all right, I got to help people know, you know what I'm saying, that we could help them if they have this issue or they have this issue. And it was just like, I didn't have to worry about anything mm-hmm. when I first was diagnosed because there were people working on my behalf who I wow. didn't even know. Wow. And... That's it. People are like, you know, why you do this? Or why you always post this? Why you always post that? Awareness really helps. Like, mm-hmm. people could say I get on their nerves or whatever, but that Nisha Strong movement came from me putting my situation out there. Mm-hmm. And the people came. They mm-hmm. came to help me. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And that, it didn't start from anything but support, mm-hmm. you know? And, and once I got that support, I was hoping that no one ever had to go through this without having the same support that I have. Correct. So, you know, I guess what I'm picking up from what you're putting down mm-hmm. is like, and I've dealt with this myself, anybody living, I think that the most blessed people are the people that want to make change, mm-hmm. right? Um, because you're accepting the fact that, you know, there's going to be some some bumps in the road, you know what I'm saying? And I think that your situation is, you know, is a little bit different, but, you know, in the same veil, it's like people just have a heart to just reach out, you know, and just mm-hmm. say, look, I got you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think that we, you know, what kind of world do we live in now where, you know, socially people have been going through different things and we see it going on, but we don't, you know, like reach out or whatever have you. I mean, the whole Candidate Yams brand is about people being informed about living this life. Because as you know, when we were in undergrad, it was like you see these people in the yard every day, you talk to them every day, but all of a sudden you graduate and you just out here, bro, yeah. like by yourself, experiencing life. Um, it's also a different life at 30. <laughs> like, it's a different type of life. And it's just like, damn, like I, I never imagined that I'd have to, you know, do you know go through taxes by myself or you know get my first apartment or damn like my car broke down or something like that and so I can't imagine like dealing with life on top of that and then having to have a life threatening seemingly um you know uh diagnosis of this but then people saying you know what I'm riding with you period Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying because cancer to me is just such a strange thing no one knows like you know where this comes from can you change your eating habits like is it you know whatever have you i was doing some research and you might have seen this posted that um cancer in general is like the number two death with both the men and women's side um and in africa in the african-american culture it's just Mm -hmm. so like the first one what would you think the first one is like the first killer for us heart disease it's heart disease yeah it's heart disease. Mm-hmm. And I'm just thinking, dang, man, like all of that bacon. And the eating, and the right, eggs, eating, like, you know. I'm just like, man. So you just, you, I wonder if that is connected, but you just, you know, you would never know. And so that's why awareness 
and giving money back to this effort, using our uh, social status and using our platforms to be able to like really, really uh, say, okay, y'all, we really need to for real uh, live a little longer and we got to eat a little better. We got to work out, that sort of thing. Because when, you know, when we was growing up, it was just like, bro, like we go to the cookout, right. eat, you know, do these different things. But I think it really helps for you, people like you mm-hmm. that are extremely influential. You, you've been influential. You've been Thank Nisha Strong you. to me for a long time. Thank you. But people just now finding out like how strong you really are. Yeah. Right. And so I just think that that's helpful. That's helpful to tell people. It's like, look, man, people, just ask. Yes. All you got, you got to, to me, you have to tell people how to help you. Yep. Otherwise, you're not you're just not going to receive any help, to be exactly. honest. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you putting that out there, mm-hmm. people probably just ready to just, you know, support you because they know what the pain feels like. Exactly. Or because I, I don't know anybody that doesn't, that either has not gone through cancer themselves mm-hmm. or know someone that had cancer, right? Because exactly. every time I've talked to somebody about breast cancer awareness and what I'm doing with Candid Yams on the 25th, right? They'll always say, oh, my mom had cancer, or my grandmother had cancer, or my granddad passed from cancer, so on and so forth. So it's, it just hits that little part because they automatically, this is the other part about it, is that cancer, when people hear that you have cancer, they automatically think it's a death sentence. Exactly. Automatically. <laughs> like, they're like, oh, man, well, you know, this sort of thing. Yeah. But research has gone so far now mm-hmm. to really do, you know, really have some really good steps in the right way to you know, try to help. My third question is this. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the one thing in life that once you found out about this, like your choices, you know, and, and everything that you had done up until that point, like how how is your mindset now? What are your choices like now that you've, you know, that you've been through this journey and it's like now is your life choice much more like deliberate at this point? Um, can you talk talk a little bit about that? I have a struggle. Um, Some mornings I wake up and I'm like, I'm going to do everything in my power to help everyone who still has cancer. Um, I'm going to go and research. I'm going to go and find resources that they need. And some days I wake up and I'm just like, live life, be grateful for everything, Um, hold no grudges, don't worry about what anyone thinks about you, Um, do whatever you have to do to make it. Um, It's Life is not... I don't think much about it now. Um, I don't know if you saw my post that I made one drunk at night, but I did get a, um, a prognosis. And I put that out there, and I took it down immediately because I was like, I won't let these people kill me, you know, mm-hmm. because that's what pe- when people see that. They want you, they're going to expect you to be dead on the last day. So I didn't want to live. I, I, don't, I don't believe it, for one. And for two, I don't want people to put me in the grave, you know. So mm-hmm. it's just like, I wake up with the mentality, you have to live every day. Because sometimes I wake up with a headache and I'll be like, oh, do I have brain cancer today? You know? Mm-hmm. So it's like you have to choose how you're going to be. And it's not always an option. You know, sometimes you have to force yourself to be like, I'm not going to think about death today. I'm not even going to think about cancer today. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, it showed me that in life you have options. You can choose to be in the sad moment about it, or you could choose to look at every blessing um, of it. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I beat myself up every day trying to figure out how I'm still going to take care of my family who I took care of before all Mm -hmm. of this happened. Uh, My grandfather, he has stage four cancer. So Mm -hmm. I don't want me to bring him down either. He's Mm -hmm. doing so well with it. He was only given 18 months. Mm And it's just like, if my granddad can wake up and call me every morning, like, hey, baby, how you doing? I'm doing very well. I can do the same thing. So it's just like, 
I'm, I'm grateful for everything and I try to live life like I'm grateful for everything and I try not to worry about anything because at the end of the day, I have cancer. I have to die when it's my time to die. Mm-hmm. I need to live when it's my time to live. So I just try to not focus on cancer and on the days I don't, I just live with no worries. Mm-hmm. That, that's all you really can do. I have to live mm-hmm. when it's my time to live. Mm-hmm. I think, man, shit, we can probably, mm-hmm. it's a wrap off that alone, <laughs> right. man. I think, I mean, I've been through so much, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I think that as black people, you know, I'm just put it out there, we go through so much in our lives. And I think we just get so um, caught up in living the life, mm-hmm. right, that we don't take time to really think about how far we've come mm-hmm. and to live each day as if, you know, it's you know, it's it's not promise, right? And so right. I think that's so, so instrumental that you mentioned that because it's, I mean, what else you gonna do but live? Exactly, but live. I mean, honestly, like, what else you gonna do? Exactly, and so, that's why I kind of sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you fine. That's why I kind of actually like who chose this movie because it's so many things like people weren't hitting. Like, why didn't talk about the friends who left you hanging? You know, why didn't talk about the family who's still asking you for money? Why are you going through treatment? You know, it's real things that people still go through real life mm-hmm. while they're diagnosed. Nothing else in that li- in your life stops because you're diagnosed with cancer. Right. So you have that on top of everything. Right. And it's not an excuse, but you got to be strong. Yeah, you for know? sure. You can't let anything knock you. Man, I'm going to tell you what. Um, just on a lighter note, like, uh, you know, graduating undergrad, you know, just in within itself, you know, coming from High Point, North Carolina, you know, where there's a lot of things going on mm-hmm. and not knowing whether or not I was going to make it out or whatever have you. But, you know, it's kind of like stages, like levels, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But you're so right. Like, people... Don't understand, like, you know, just college alone, like, you'll be able to, like, pass it on to your nieces and nephews and, you know, those sort, your cousins and stuff like that mm-hmm. for them to understand, like, graduating undergrad, um, is, although it's a joy, joy, joyful time, it's also, you know, one of the hardest things that you, you'll do, um, obviously not, you know, mm-hmm. um, but just you'll be... You'll be remiss. I'll be remiss to say that people still ask you for stuff, mm-hmm. even though they think that you know you've made it. So you know, so on and so forth. So I, I want to encourage people that you know, um, see you know a person like yourself that mm-hmm. is battling with this, just to consider like what your life is about every single day, and just consider like what they ask you for and how they ask you for. Mm-hmm. We had a little parking situation. <laughs> And I felt so bad. I was like, I was about to, I was about to uh, turn up on our producer in the studio. Yeah. But that's why I called. I was called. I called him. I said, "Dog, did we, uh, did we get the right address? Because she, she about to bust me out. But we got it. We got it together. But yeah. I, I don't want to make your life any much harder than it, um, than it has to be. But yeah, you're so right, man. You got to live the life that you were meant to live. Period. Yeah, so, you do. Yeah, it's yours. Um. We talked a little bit about your support system, mm-hmm. um, and this would this would probably be you know where we where we conclude. But like, uh-huh. can you talk to me about uh, just support in general, and um, mm-hmm. just how people should once they have people in their circle that mm-hmm. that may be afflicted by this, um, how they should support them? Like how sh- how how should they be thinking about the type of support that you need? Because everybody can post something right. or something like that. But, like, what is something that you just like, all right, these are the steps. This is the steps one-on-one, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, well, the first and most important thing is understanding. Mm-hmm. Um, when I first, like I said, when I first got cancer, I had my really close friends. They were there. They were, I'm ready for this. I'm ready for that. But I 
and them thinking of me, I was also thinking of them. Mm. So it was like, yeah, I know you want to be here all the time, but you got kids, you got a husband. I'm not going to put you out there for you to ruin your relationship just for me. It's days, in the beginning, there were days when it was unexpected. I didn't know what to expect, so I had them on call. But as I learned to, you know, what routine, when I was going to get sick and things like that, I learned how to have them on call, you know, at a distance. And Hmm. people don't understand that they have to let you go through things how you go through. I lost a lot of friends from them thinking I didn't need them enough. I lost mm. a lot of friends from w- people over here being jealous because I'm accepting um, something for help or just a kind remark on Facebook from someone who they don't get along with. I lost friends for being cordial to people who cared about my health because they were worried that they weren't friends with them. And it just showed me how selfish people can be. I was thinking I was doing something wrong the whole time. I was just like, am I being a B-I-T-C-H? Like, and I was sick the whole time, so I couldn't. I was in the hospital the whole, you know, most of the time. Every chemo, I was in the hospital. Mm-hmm. So it was just like, understand what people need. If people tell you they need you every day, okay, try to be there for them every day. But if people tell you to back up and let them go through their thought processes, do just that. If people tell you I need a cheeseburger this day, bring them a cheeseburger. If they say I need something, don't ask any questions because it's enough for us. We don't know what we're going through. Mm-hmm. We don't know what's next in this. We don't know how we're going to feel the next day. I used to try to plan my weeks all the time. I used to be like, all right, I know I'm going to get sick. I'm going to get sick. I'm going to get sick. It used to happen differently every week. Mm-hmm. I tried so hard to plan. And that's why it's so important for people to be understanding as to what you're feeling not even just that day, that moment, that hour. It is a beast. And a lot of people don't get to see that because I well, I was down on stage three and my cancer is invasive. So it's moving really fast and it's estrogen driven. So I had to get the highest dosage mm-hmm. of chemo. Mm-hmm. I'm tiny. I got the highest dosage of chemo. That broke me all the way down to a baby. Mm-hmm. My grandfather, he's able to maintain because they have to give him small doses because he's old. So it's based on your weight, your mm-hmm. body, and stuff like that. So it's just like you don't know what each individual person needs daily. Mm-hmm. So that's all. I, that's the only thing I need is understanding. Mm-hmm. Because if you understand what I'm going through, if you understand what I have to go through, if you understand where I'm, like the, where I'm trying to get to. That's all I need from you. You don't have to do anything for me. Just understand, hey, I can't be around you today. Hey, I don't need you today. Just let me know that you understand. Mm-hmm. That's it. I, I didn't even want I, di- I didn't even want to pick up my phone. Mm-hmm. I didn't need anybody texting me every day. Mm-hmm. I wanted peace. I wanted to be able to know that I could be in this house for a week and not talk to anybody, but if I stepped out their house, everything would be the same. Right. You know? Right. That's it. I didn't want a lot. I just wanted to know that someone's going to have my back if I couldn't make it down those steps. And a lot of times I couldn't. Rick Ruckus used to help me down the steps because I lived on the third floor. Shout out Ricky Ruckus. <laughs> right, right. Mm-hmm. And it's just like I became friends with a lot of people who I didn't even know would help me, you know, wow. just from them seeing that I need help. And they understood that I need help. Right. And that's it. <sighs> you have to have understanding. Yeah. We don't even understand cancer. so Fast. Fast. You know? Well, y'all heard it here first. I mean, mm-hmm. I think I think we I think we set for this program on the twenty fifth, man. I think um, understanding is so key. I mean, it takes time and thought to do that, mm-hmm. right? Um, 
So I would encourage everybody to do that as well. I just want to say I love you. I love I, you, I've too. I've loved you since I the day I met this. you, for real. Seriously. Yes. I think, because it, it's just, I mean, for us, I think uh, Winston-Salem State is a very special place. Very and Winston-Salem, the city, shout out to the city of Winston-Salem. It's yes. such a special place. People here just always, you know, are full of support. We'll and so um, you've never given me anything other than that. And mm-hmm. I just want to express to you that if you ever need anything from me, you know that you can call me. I already know. Text mm-hmm. me. <laughs> Email me, whatever yeah. have you. But I will keep them playlists coming, and I will keep that oh, music yeah. coming for you, you too. Oh, yeah, you definitely have so. me with the bomb playlist, for sure, for sure, for sure, <laughs> yeah. for sure. So, yes. Do you have anything, any final comments to share with anybody about um about you and your journey and things that you you know want people to know about or whatever? Um, no, I just want everybody to be encouraged. And um, I read a book. I just want everybody to take this with them. I read a book, and um, it was just uh, it was about not caring about things. And it just basically said... People look to set a goal to live a 10 in life, you know, one day. And it's just like, you're not going to reach that goal of living a 10 in life. Your life will probably be that five or six. It's the moments in your life that are a 10. Maybe you graduate. Maybe my chemo was my 10. Mm -hmm. So don't pressure yourself to try to feel like you have to be happy all the time or everybody has to understand you. You just live your 10s when you get those 10s, but the rest you enjoy that five or six. And just be happy with life because it's not promised to anybody. Wow. Wow. Yo, y'all heard it here first. Cancer Killers Podcast. <laughs> Me and your girl, Nisha. Gay, we gay. Over, we <laughs> over here doing it. Um, yeah, shout out to the Open Media Lab. Um, shout out to Open Sky, too, man. This, this joint is amazing, man. It's it's amazing. I think uh, when I when I called and, and asked, like, yo, can we, uh, can we you know, use the spot? They was like, yeah, that's that's our donation to you. That's <laughs> you know dope. what I'm saying? Hey, so I feel like that's dope. dope. So they, they in here giving. with us, too. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I want to say, um, I just want to do my little plug real quick. It's your boy Rashad Little. <laughs> Candy Ham's Kickback. September 25th, we in the house. Winston Junction Market. We're going to be talking about breast cancer awareness and all things awareness. Um, our featured movie is Her Only Choice. Starts at 6 p.m. We have a 6 p.m. social hour. And then at 7, we start the programming. And uh, shout out to uh, Sunnyside Mercantile. Shout out to uh, Winston Junction Market. Uh, they have a market every Saturday where you can go and get fresh products here. Um, fresh produce and fresh products in uh, Winston-Salem. And so they doing it, man. You need and, that. Uh, yeah. To yeah. live. <laughs> also, shout out to Millennial Night. Shout out to uh, Paint the Town Pink. Pay attention to all of our Instagram, all of our Facebook. We're posting flyers every day about um, the whole week of events because uh, Candy Amps Kickback is starting the week of events with Paint the Town Pink. So they have a bar crawl. They have some stuff in the park. All about awareness and all about like bringing awareness to this, uh, to this, these diseases and um, getting cures and getting people helped and all of that sort of thing. So everybody is in. Everybody, all, all hands on deck for this. Uh, Salute, awareness piece. Salute. Yeah, for sure. Big so it's salute. Rashad Little and Tanisha Giz. And we signing out. Peace. This production was created and supercharged at the Open Media Lab, located in downtown Winston-Salem. Learn more about how we can assist on your next project by visiting openmedialab.com.